0: Jennings and this is a Kiwi Original. Today on the show I'm joined by Laura from Safestack, a company that helps businesses in New Zealand get secure. This isn't just the security hardware, it's about the security practices that you and every employee should be considering when you're going about your digital daily lives. There have never been as many attacks on New Zealand's digital infrastructure as there are at the moment. And we need to protect ourselves. And the way to do that is education first and security and hardware and software. On top of that, Laura knows her onions when it comes to the space and has some excellent training tools that you can get access to via SafeStack. Let's take a listen. Uh, first question, SafeStack, you've got an academy now to help small businesses get to to grips basically with something they don't want to do because small businesses are usually in the businesses of everything but security. Uh, what, what's the, the reason that businesses should actually care about security um, in the digital sense of what they're doing?
1: Mm, absolutely. So all our businesses are interconnected. We're a big ecosystem. The big companies that you would normally associate with insecurity use the smaller ones for their services they buy products from them so we, we all rely on each other to stay safe the trouble is uh littler companies those fast-moving ones those ones that don't look like those big enterprises don't have anyone to help them with that and they need to grow their own security behaviors themselves and they can't rely on having you know the digital equivalent of batman to protect their system that just doesn't happen so SafeStack academy is about giving those smaller teams. The basic skills and actions they need to take to get the job done securely, without getting in the way of what they need to do every day, and without relying on them spending a lot of money on products and services that are perhaps out of their reach.
0: So, the, the, probably the first place that businesses start is, well, I've got antivirus software, I'm protected. Why is that not all that they should be thinking or doing?
1: Absolutely, antivirus is one of you know the the older controls that we've all heard about for years. In fact, it probably came pre-installed on most of our laptops. Um, But antivirus is just one of many, many, many security controls out there. And in fact, while we don't like to admit it too much, a lot of the security vulnerability we have is actually attacking the way we behave as humans. It's not about the technology. Humans have always tried to exploit other humans. It's about getting us to trust something and interact in a way that's going to harm us, though we don't realize. So antivirus doesn't really stop that. Um, What we're trying to teach is the skills to identify risky situations so that you don't take that action, so you don't trust as quickly, and so that you remain protected from all of these other types of attacks that exist, such as things like social engineering, which is a fancy way of saying lying and cheating.
0: I've experienced that personally. I've had an email on more than one occasion come into my inbox saying, dear, you know, and it doesn't have my name, but it has something that says, uh, could you please forward this to accounts for payment? And then it's just a link. And mm. you know when you're in a rush in your inbox, sometimes you want to go to those links pretty quickly to see what it is. But it takes a, just a short second for me to go, okay, well, who sent this? Mm. Not who's at the bottom of the email, but what's the email address? And sometimes that domain gives a clue that this might not be who they say uh, they are. Uh, what, what does that, an example for your training, how do you do those types of um, that, that training that helps with protect against social engineering?
1: Sure. We have specialist modules on that subject and um, they're between three and five minutes long so they don't take a lot of time. But what we're focusing on is you'll have heard, you know, check the email address, check the domain, all of those kind of things. Um, but what we find is actually the story, the narrative and the framing of that email is just as important. Attackers can stand up email addresses that look completely legitimate. They just go and buy one um, you know, that looks like a misspelling or a slight variation of your normal supplier. So we take uh, learners through a process where they will look at, at the email itself. We talk about the psychology. You know, what is making you want to click? Are they trying to rush you? Are they trying to use authority? Are they implying that you owe them a favor because they did something for you before? All of these bits of psychology we use in marketing all the time. Um, and we're quite used to it being okay in marketing. But when a social engineer uses it, they're trying to do something a little bit more nefarious and get you to buy some
0: new shoes. Where are you seeing these attacks come from?
1: They're, they're coming from all over the world. Um, and they range in sophistication. So they can be you know, automated scripts, just spamming out hundreds of thousands of emails. And they can be highly customised attacks targeting just a handful of people um, over a longer period you know there are some patterns in that you know there's parts of the world such as um, China and Russia and bits of Eastern Europe that are more commonly associated with it but you really can do this from wherever you are in the world so we have to be mindful it's not always about where you come from uh, sometimes it's just you know why you're interesting to someone whoever they are.
0: Now you've done a lot of work also uh, behind the scenes on parts of software that a lot of people never get to see which is the actual writing of the code itself if we're to drop down a level into that developer security level um, it's hard enough writing code how do you write secure code
1: absolutely Um, and secure development is is really challenging because we're not just saying hey your code isn't secure you need to care about this we're saying You need to care about this and you need to balance this with performance and observability and user experience and the time it's going to take you to develop. And so when you have to bring all of those things together, you can't just say, hey, security says no and put up a big wall because engineers will do what engineers do at that point. They will go around you, over you, through you, and they will solve the problem because that's what engineers do. So we have to treat security as a measure of quality, uh, a measure of the strength of our software. And so if we can introduce it that way and make it balance with all of those other constraints, then we can build systems really fast, high quality, and have them secure on the way. But we have to come and work with the development teams for that to happen. Otherwise, it's, it kind of hits too much resistance.
0: Is there a particular part within the life cycle of software development where security sits, just like you have your quality assurance, your QA, your testing, your UAT? Is there a security component or is it, is it more horizontal at every stage?
1: It used to be that it was very much at the end. So, you know, you build your software and then you'd have it checked by somebody external before it was released. Now, in the last 15 or so years, we've really looked at that as it's, there's a bit of a problem with it. Because the problem if you do it very late in the process is it's really expensive to fix. And if you spotted it like two days before you're about to release, that's a huge impact on your company. So what we are doing now is trying to find small security steps at each stage in the life cycle.
0: New Zealand-made Kiwi trademark is relied upon by over 1,500 New Zealand businesses to gain a market origin advantage in the markets they operate, both domestically and internationally. Check to see if the good service or software that you make is eligible at buynz.org.nz. where something does go wrong or where a company is thinking about, well, how secure am I? Because I think we all feel that, you know, we've got our cloud software, we've got our computers, we've got our IT systems, so it's working, it must be okay. Uh, What type of, of services do you offer as part of SafeStack that is goes beyond awareness and actually helps with, you know, testing some of these barriers?
1: So we don't do testing. So um, it's one of the decisions we made when we found it almost seven years ago. It's very difficult to defend and test the same thing. You kind of have a conflict of interest. So there are many other organisations who can help you with that. Uh, we do have an advisory company called Safe Advisory, which um, helps teams to look at what they're building and work with their practices to take it from education to implementation.
0: Awesome. And one uh, one final question I wanted to cover off is around... Uh, our capability as software developers in New Zealand, by New Zealand made, we launched NZ Code uh, around six seven months ago, and we've got twenty eight businesses now who are licensed as NZ Code organisations. That their, their developers are here. Uh, what do you see the the future for the New Zealand development scene um, from the inside, from your perspective?
1: So. I think the the biggest development we're going to see is we need to make sure that all of our teams, no matter how big or small, have the same access to support around security and quality that our bigger ones do. New Zealand has a phenomenal number of small, fast-growing software development teams who are building everything from financial technology through to your next dating app and everything in between and if we wait till the company gets big enough to do security then we're waiting too long it's very hard to retrofit it and we're actually disadvantaging our younger companies because they may not be able to compete if they're say selling overseas so i think what we're going to see is the embracing a more community approach, a collaborative approach to security and to, to software development, where we are pooling our resources and our approaches to make up for the fact that we might be a small island, or we might not have many people, but we know what we're doing. We just need to support each other in doing it.
0: Excellent, so think about security earlier on and think about mm-hmm. it collaboratively so you don't have to bear all the cost as one organisation. Then when you're going for those large tenders or you're going for the scale, you don't have necessarily the same amount of risk for your brand if you get hacked or risk of losing the tender because you haven't done some of the baked in security things from the beginning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, it's hard for us to, as companies, stand up and go, this is hard, I don't know how to do it can you help? We don't like doing that because, especially in security, you know, we're talking about vulnerability here, but actually it's the most phenomenally important thing we can do at this point is say, I don't know, I need help, let's work together because we are so much stronger together and there's no way that we can solve all of these problems on our own.
0: And for business owners who are listening or watching uh, this podcast or YouTube uh, episode and, and feature with you, uh, what's the name of your website where they can start to trial some of these uh, learning interventions?
1: Absolutely. Well, you can check out a 14-day trial free of charge, no credit cards um, today. If you visit academy.safestack.io um, or just Google Safestack Academy, you'll find it too. Um, And you can try out our security awareness, our privacy, or our secure development training. And um, feel free to get in touch with us via the website and have a chat if you want to see if that's right for you. Um, We're probably the lowest uh, pressure sales organization you'll ever meet. So we're always happy to have a nice, friendly uh, chat and talk through your situation, how it works.
0: So that's academy.safestack.io. All right, we'll make sure, Laura, that that is in the show notes as well. So people can just click on it and go straight through. And I can certainly endorse the fact that you are a security organization, not a sales organization. You are very generous with your time uh, with me last year when we uh, we had a couple of chats around New Zealand code and the positioning and, and what to cover and what to stay away from. So thank you for that.
1: Not a problem. We're built on the idea that the entire system, whether you are a security person or an engineer or something in between, uh, you help each other out and everything else takes care of itself. Be nice people, support each other, everything else sort of works.
0: A community effort for security and just for fun and the community itself. Thank you very yeah. much, Laura, for being on Akiri Original and sharing your story and helping secure New Zealand's software future. You know, it's a big growth area and with the lockdowns we've had and the border controls in place software is something that can move across uh, between countries and i think it's a great thing what you're doing
1: awesome thank you so much for having me Ryan.
0: you're welcome that's it for another episode of a kiwi original remember to subscribe on the podcast or on youtube to receive the next episode. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you think could benefit. See you next time. One of the big things we had right from the start was we're gonna push that it's New Zealand made.
1: New Zealand made? carries a lot of weight outside New Zealand. People don't realise that.
0: Well, you're by New Zealand, and uh, we were really motivated by your professionalism at the outset when we first contacted you, and that gave us the confidence to reach out to the rest of the New Zealand community to support this.
1: We'll get two, three, four, five inquiries every day for people, and and their only question is, are your product based in New Zealand? They don't want to know anything else. We knew there was demand in the market for uh, a New Zealand-made product, firstly, a natural New Zealand-made product. We have got New Zealand-made. That was the first thing I signed up to. I was really proud of that, and um, you're very welcoming. So, thank you, Ron. I think it's very, very important to sell in New Zealand as a New Zealand-made product. Originally, we were having to import components from overseas. It wasn't until we shifted to our carbon fiber model that we were able to say that the product was made in New Zealand and that was a huge it was sort of a big goal for me I wanted to have complete control over the manufacturing of it. Definitely it's something that we've been belonged to right from the beginning and it's just put trucks especially New Zealanders into our product. We've noticed recently People have become so much more discerning about, they will up front and say to you, is it really made here? And not have to rely on other countries and important components, especially in times like these, I'd I'd be, I'd have no stock. Being able to front up to that and show your logo and say, well, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand that you have to have a license to show that logo. We have also New Zealand made on some of the other brands selling overseas and it's something that people are looking for. The little triangle has been a part of our brand for a long time. Is that an investment or is it a cost? You know, can we can we spend it, given what's going on? Uh, no, it's actually good value for us. You know, we, we are a Kiwi company, we are proudly Kiwis.
0: it instantly had a, a fruitful conversation without any dancing around or holding back or everything came out. And that was that was part of the, how, why it was so invaluable. And so the best way to do that is to, to join the Buy New Zealand Made campaign, right? I, as you will see on any of my social media sites,
1: I put the Buy New Zealand Made logo. I'm on everything I can on. it But just being able to prove to people that it is New Zealand Made and that we've got a story, that's great. You know, pretty proud to be able to do that.